0: Hi, I'm Kaylee. And I'm Diana. And this is After Midnight. If you like this episode, we encourage you to support the real Quileute tribe of Push, Washington, and donate to their Move to Higher Ground project, helping them move their at-risk community to a safe zone where their culture and heritage can continue to thrive for generations to come. Check out mthg.org for more info.
1: Kaylee, I can't believe that we're doing this... 15 years since meeting each other. Do you want to talk about how we met? Oh, absolutely.
0: We met, I believe, in 2005. That's when Zangas yes. were a
1: thing. When Zanga <laughs> was
0: a thing, yes. And it was about none other than Degrassi. And it was essentially fan fiction, I think, before fan fiction got really popular.
1: Yeah, we were in a what was called an RPG It was a role play game, so we were like ten, nine, and ten, and we were writing Degrassi fan fiction together. So we started out total nerds, and here we are, fifteen years later, nerding out. And we've never even physically met. We only know each other through the internet, which is kind of a beautiful thing.
0: It really is, and yeah, I mean, we never really lost touch either. I feel like it was even when we were doing our own things and like living our own lives. we still had that like support system of
1: like, Hey, I get you. (laughs) I think it's a nice kind of segue into how things are now, which is like being in quarantine and feeling really isolated from people. Like that's how I felt. I felt super isolated and I feel very like disconnected from the world, especially I'm living at my, in my old childhood home. So it's very strange being back, but in quarantine, I've been rewatching the Twilight movies, which I know that everyone's doing that now, but I was doing I was doing it every few years. I would like rewatch the yes. series and just, I don't know, escape into like ridiculous land, but it's so necessary and therapeutic. But I was at first I was doing it as like a joke. Like I'd be like, Oh, I'm gonna rewatch the Twilight series and like laugh at them. But now I'm kind of like, you know what? I'm not even joking anymore. I just love the series and oh, i love yeah. the movies. So I it was exciting like... when this book came out.
0: Oh, i was so excited. I genuinely could not believe it. I thought that i was like making it up in my mind or it was just a rumor. <laughs> and then her website confirmed it and i was like, oh, it's happening.
1: Did so you like, read a... <laughs> Did you read it when it was leaked?
0: Oh yeah. I remember being like i think i was a junior in high school and i remember being um at the library at school sitting at the desktop computers <laughs> and reading it um, reading like the PDF from the yes, website it was a PDF and I,
1: like,
0: yes and it was like i want to say i want to say it was only the first two chapters or maybe mm-hmm. it was more i didn't feel like it was very long no
1: i was shocked when i got it cuz it's huge it's really yeah. big I was like, what does this even feel like? I don't even remember the first Twilight book being this big.
0: No, this is, I want to say this is like the size of Breaking Dawn. Yeah. Maybe maybe not quite as big, but it's definitely bigger than the first three books. And I was kind of expecting it to be more of the size of the Eclipse book. Mm-hmm. Um, But I was pleasantly surprised. I'm actually kind of glad that it's so long because... It's just gonna take longer to finish. <laughs> and I like don't want it to end. And I feel like after this, it's like really over unless she decides to start writing about like May or something. But I
1: oh really doubt God. that.
0: I don't well, think she will. But I am so happy that finally but Twilight
1: also, is having its moment. Everyone's also talking about like Buffy, which I was never really oh, into Buffy, but that's not was into, into moment now. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about like Sarah Michelle Geller and the fashions and all that. Um, so it's like, okay, Buffy can like have her time and then like let twilight have our time. But it's like people, it's like, people think they have to pick a side either. Like you love it or you hate it. Mm-hmm. That's what pisses me off about people who like hate twilight because it's like, we get it. Like we know. Oh, I know that. Oh,
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm really not into like dousing someone's fire that they have for something and it's, like yeah. to begin with. But it's like just let us enjoy the like the vampires. Just let us enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) Just let us enjoy it. And also, I think it's just like because when we were younger, you know, we quote unquote fall in love with Edward too. So like reading from his perspective has been it like makes me giddy because I'm like, I love him so much, (laughs) but I also hate him so much.
1: Well, I at first it was a little jarring for me because I was kind of like. When you read the first book, you, you're you picturing yourself as Bella, so yes. you're like, you're on that journey with her, and so it's a little weird to be thinking of, like, you're trying to, like, reverse it and also maybe put yourself in the story, and then, I mean, I'm only seeing Robert Pattinson while reading this. Yes, So that's helping. It is helping. It's also, like, I wonder how much the movies influenced her and her own writing, because I noticed that before we get into the first chapter like she doesn't even really describe any of the characters physically
0: no she doesn't she kind like she makes edward i guess more so talk about their thoughts he doesn't yeah. really talk yeah but i mean obviously we will get into that but yeah well um, d-
1: i mean let's dive in let's go yeah chapter let's one. just do it then
0: chapter oh, one yeah. first
1: sight the first chapter opens up in the cafeteria where edward and alice are having this like cute little telepathic talk um i loved this i feel like i wish there could have been more of edward in high school like i would have loved to see him like moving through classes and like communicating with teachers even just like a few more pages of that would have been really enjoyable what do you think
0: I think I would have enjoyed that. I also would have enjoyed, um, like, do the Colin siblings, like, do they hang out in between classes
1: like humans do? Mm-hmm. Like, do they meet at one of their lockers? Like, what do they do? <laughs> yeah, I think that would have been just, like, a little bit of an extra, like, intro to him and his thoughts, but this interaction with Alice is really fucking cute and shows like how close they are um, because like they're both like the weirdos of the family because they're both like talented
0: which was kind of cute yeah I think that they're it's obvious but I think they're the closest like they're the closest out of all of the Cullen and Hale siblings Mm -hmm. and I've always loved that I forgot
1: wait because that's Rosalie's last name right
0: yeah it's Rosalie and Jasper they're the Hales and I think that's why they give. I think they did that because they're the only ones with light hair, and then Emmett, Alice, and
1: Edward kind of all look like they would maybe be related. Oh, they act. Oh, I see. So they're acting like those two are related. Mm-hmm. I think that's
0: what was the intention. Because yeah, like Alice and Jasper are together, and Rosalie and Emmett are
1: together. So oh, that makes two sense. of them. That makes have sense. To, yeah. Oh, I didn't. I never knew that, Kaylee. Interesting. Okay. It was very, I mean, it was very, like, goes back to the root of what I love about the series, which people don't even think about when they're criticizing Twilight. Is like, there's a lot of love in this oh, series. Yeah. And a lot of, like, familial, like, a lot of wanting to protect your family and look out for your family, which I think is really sweet. So, they have this cute little conversation about Jasper, her checking in on him. Um,
0: but they do it secretly, like he like says where he like shakes his head but the others would just think that i'm looking but alice knows that it's for her and i just think
1: that's so cute (laughs) that was so cute i love just i want more of the family dynamic i think that made the first chapter just like started off really interesting um i was very shook page four this is like an introduction into how weirdly edward describes things and people which we can get into on page four, he says, at that moment, a small girl paused at the end of the closest table to ours. I couldn't stop thinking about that. A small girl. It's like, I know, is she short? Is she a young Thanks. girl? Like, I just thought describing someone as a small girl was so weird to me. And like, this just like kicks off the weird descriptions that Edward gives about everything. And also his, I know you have a lot of feelings about how he describes books and things
0: got his props as if like the fact that he's not a human makes them props and not just regular <laughs> items it's still a book it doesn't matter whether or not you know what's in the book it's still a book like half of me
1: is thinking okay is this because he's from like 1917 is that why he's so fucking weird when he describes things <laughs> is that what so. stephanie myers trying to get us to think about so then we have the scene where he has like i guess his first introduction to bella
0: Mhm, And it's through other people's minds. He's like, oh, there's a new girl and everyone is obsessed with her. Oh, this is on page five is where he does the amazing description of her, where she, let's see. This is my favorite. My eyes locked for a half second with a pair of large chocolate brown human eyes set in a pale heart-shaped face. And when I first heard that, <laughs> I literally just imagined someone with a heart shaped face and just like M and Egg. Yes. And I was just like, Ugh, him and his chocolate brown. Uh, I think it really has to do with just the fact that Mike and Eric were so into Bella. But of course, you know, she's new. They're
1: going to be into her because they've never seen her before. Forks is a small town. I mean, I think what's been interesting about reading this is that I'm connecting so much more with, like, the scenes in the movie and, like, yes. why we're like, we're, like, why is he being so weird?
0: I think one of some things from his perspective, more things make sense. Like, I think back to the movie and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, they were smart to do that, which makes me think that she was writing this when that movie was yeah, filmed. Yeah, maybe.
1: It's true. Yeah, I thought that, too, because there's just too many things where you feel like he had to have known some of this backstory in order to act it so well. Oh yeah. Um, on page eight, I was a little shook by the description of like Edward having reddish brown hair. That's something I yeah. kind of forgot about. Yeah, he's like kind of a redhead. I remember that from the first Twilight book, and then that was like never really approached in the movies, which I'm glad about. But like, I am glad about that too. Actually, notice in Breaking Dawn, it's they gave they he has a little bit of red in like the last movie. I'm like, why did you do that?
0: Did you yeah, know- I also yeah they. There's also a few scenes in the first one. Maybe it's, I think the first one, his hair seems darker because of that blue tint, which we eventually will go so in depth into. (laughs) Um,
1: I saw this meme that was like, it was like, why why does everyone love the first Twilight movie so much? And then it was like the guy from Parks and Rec, and he's like, it's about the blue.
0: (laughs) It's about the blue.
1: I think the biggest part of the first chapter is obviously the biology scene.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> this whole <Well>, my beloved <laughs> biology scene that the I whole can't get over.
1: Was started because of a voicemail that Kaylee left me. Oh my god! And I'm going to play that voicemail right now.
0: I'm folding laundry, so I'm just gonna send it. Um, honestly the entire scene in the biology room where he's like plotting how to kill all those people and get away <laughs> and get away with like getting to Bella. I seriously, I could, I had to read it like three times. Cause I was just like, Oh my God.
1: Um, okay. Kaylee, you obviously had a lot of, you obviously had a very visceral reaction to the biology scene. Do you want to talk about that?
0: Oh, I do. Um, so, obviously, you see it in the movie. He is, like, gripping
1: onto the table for dear life, and it looks like he's going to throw up. Um, and there's so- the, also that iconic, iconic scene where he, like, grabs his nose and, like, yes, looks like he's going to yes. barf.
0: <laughs> yes. And she's, like, she, like, smells herself. I love that scene <laughs> so much when she, like, checks to see if she smells because that is exactly <laughs> what I would do. Um. I obviously won't start reading it word for word because it's pages long and obviously, you know, no one has time for this. But um, I just, I couldn't get over the fact about how it just so eloquently just like went into all the different ways he's going to murder her and then murder everyone there or murder people in the school. And it's just like
1: within... Twenty seconds. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite part was him being like, "Like, what about the windows? Oh no, the window- the windows are too high. Like, no one can." Get yeah. I'm just like, "Whoa!"
0: He's like, "Okay, so." I could get to her, but then everyone's going to realize what I'm doing. And yeah, sure, I could attack all of them, but that's going to take too much time. And they're going to start screaming, and then I'm going to have to kill more people. And I'm just like, (laughs) And then he was also talking about
1: how, like, the blood would be, like, draining out of her while he's killing other people. He says, and her blood would cool while I murdered the others. He's, like, lamenting about how it's, like, going to just be, like, sitting on the floor, and he, like, wants it to be hot. Like Edward wants his blood like hot and ready. I got
0: really like I got a chill whenever he talked about how fast he could break everyone's neck on the <laughs> on
1: the right side of the classroom, and then he's like, like the people on the left, around. the people on the left wouldn't even like realize for a hot second that he was breaking everyone's nuts. neck. But it's true.
0: They wouldn't. They would not see it coming, and I think that's what's so scary. And he like refers to them as like doomed humans, and I'm just like, man, <laughs> if you. I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this and you've read the first chapter, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But I had to read this chapter <laughs> three times. No, not this chapter, but this part three times to fully understand what he was saying. And
1: just, <laughs> and also, I will say that I enjoyed reading this because I could just picture that scene with, yeah. in the movie and just thinking about all these thoughts going through his head. It just Well yeah, he
0: starts talking about like venom like filling his mouth and what did he say? Classic Edward. He says, <laughs> Her scent hit me like a battering ram. That's the things that
1: he A battering ram. There is so much phallic, <laughs> very phallic references in throughout. Okay.
0: That, and, oh, and we're gonna we're gonna count all of them. Don't you guys worry. Oh battering worry. ram
1: is a huge one. Oh, yeah. And then constant descriptions of Venom, like, filling his mouth, like, like After he smells her. Like, in his mouth, that
0: is, like, very phallic. That's exactly what's happening. And, like, watching the—actually, I found this kind of weird—well, maybe not weird, but he talks about the blood in her face a lot. And, like, when she <laughs> blushes or when she, like, has a reaction, and I'm like— I just, I I wish I could see what he sees. Like, is he literally seeing through her face or am I getting, like, is am I going too you deep You mean, like, that? is he having hyper vision and, like, going <laughs> yes, through her skin? Yes. Because if that's the case, that scares me and makes <laughs> me so uncomfortable. I feel like I'm maybe getting too deep into it because, like, that's just how my brain works. But he is very descriptive and... Actually, so when he starts like going into it, and he's like, "If I killed the girl first, I would have only fifteen or twenty seconds with her before the humans in the room would react."ed If you read that as Isma from Emperor's New Groove, <laughs> like when she's when she's talking about her plot to kill to kill Kiko Kronk, I'm telling you, do yourself a favor, go back and read page twelve through. I mean, honestly, sixteen. Oh my god. It's so good. Yeah, Ooh. The reference of a dry aching, add yes. that to the list. A dry aching.
1: Yeah. More like a dull aching. God. There's also, he also brings up like that he can see himself in her eyes and yes. comes up repeatedly. And I'm, I'm kind of just like, again, are you really, you're literally seeing your own face in her eyeballs? Like, is that vampire like supersonic vision? Or, or, is, or is he, like, being metaphorical? <laughs> yeah. I, it, <laughs> the question that you will ask yourself through this entire reading is, like, is this really happening or is this a metaphor? Yeah. Ooh. Which is a weird feeling. And I want to talk about when he he goes very deeply into on page 13 about the two faces he sees in his head, which was really – that oh. was something I had to read multiple times because I was mm-hmm. like – It was very Lion King, like, you know, when he's, like, (laughs) when he sees his dad in the sky, like, that. that's all I was picturing, was, like, him having a Lion King moment where he, like, sees Carlisle's face, and Carlisle's, like, this is not who you are. This is not who you are, Edward. (laughs) You can do this. And then it was, like, he was, like, I see Carlisle's face, and then I see, like, my face as, like, this monster. I mean... The monster references are exhausting. He's constantly referring really to a monster. And I'm just like, Edward, that is, like, such harmful self-talk. Like, you don't need to keep calling yourself a monster. He does do that. And um, I think this
0: is in the second chapter, though, but it's not really a spoiler. Emmett kind of tries to get him to stop doing that a lot. Like, stop self-deprecating. Hmm. And I find it like interesting out of all of them that it's Emmett. Yeah. And I I like this duality to Emmett because in the books and even in the first like first Twilight book, he's kind of just meant to be like Rosalie's tough
1: big like lover.
0: Rosalie's I mean, bitch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> essentially like Rosalie's. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Emmett. And, Emmett is becoming my favorite character. In oh, this, I've always loved Emmett. Yeah. Oh, he the relationship with him and his siblings is just in really extremely enjoyable. Like I would just keep reading just for that, honestly.
0: Well, that's what I was wanting out of this book. I, I think I told you this, but what I was really wanting is I want, um, colon family content. That is exactly what I'm keeping wanting. up with I'm, the Col- keeping up with yes, the colons, <laughs> keeping up with the colons. I want more of daddy Carlisle and, um, I'm going to refer to him as daddy Carlisle throughout <laughs> this entire podcast. Um, esme i've always wanted more esme i love i know she was not like brought up in the
1: movies enough at all
0: no i would would love eclipse
1: from edward's perspective yes i want to know all those dirty jacob thoughts that's what i want to know something else that was shockingly like descriptive was how edward was saying he was like who would anyone know if I walked her to another class? And then he was like, yes. Mike would know. Cause Mike is staring at him. Like this was so CSI. Like he it really was. had this all mapped out.
0: I genuinely wrote over that part because like I was saying, he thinks of all the different possibilities as to how he can get away with this and how his family can get away with this and without a high body count because he's basically just trying to figure out, okay, how can I kill this girl without anyone knowing and that's what's so crazy to me, because we know as the reader that he's about to fall madly in love with her. And it's so scary. Like, imagine if you're a human girl and you fall in love with a guy and he is great and he does love you. But then you find out the first <laughs> the first five minutes that you like he met you, he was plotting how to kill you and get away with it.
1: I thought the funniest part of this chapter was that his reaction is to like, after, of course, he doesn't kill her. His reaction is to go hide in his car. Yes, so literally, it's like that's a teenager thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because it's like sometimes he's really old, uh-huh. and he's like thinking and acting, but then sometimes he's like a teenager, which is kind of cute. So I he think just, it's so cute when he's he a teenager in his car, and he like just puts on mute. He says, "I played a CD that usually calms me, but it did little for now." Like, can you picture Edward <laughs> just like slam his head back into? Like <laughs> the the seat head and like while Claire de Lune playing and just being like no I think at one point he says it was like screamo music oh
0: I love him oh I
1: love emo boy Edward I I thought he said it was like literally like heavy metal or something I'm I'm ad-libbing that but I thought at one point he said it like was like screamo music so I'm literally just picturing him like Dwight in the office like when he like (laughs) cranks up that like heavy metal and he's just like in the car raging out
0: but when he's talking about how if he could just like walk her to her next class and then be like, Oh, I forgot something in my car. I literally wrote down serial killer vibes. Though
1: (laughs) all I could think of was Ted Bundy. If a guy that you had just met, I mean, he is beautiful. Okay. If Robert Mm -hmm. Pattinson, if you were walking with Robert Pattinson to your next class and then he was like, Oh, I, I got, I have, I left something in my car. Would you go follow him to the car? Like I was trying to think if I really would do that. I feel like I,
0: knowing me, and like if I okay, <laughs> I, am I'm, I'm Bella, right? And I'm new at a school, and this really hot guy that everyone else seems to be interested in, like, asked me if I, I think I would have though, knowing my dumbass is like a 16- sixteen, she, because she's what sixteen? Oh right, right.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: um, one thousand percent, I think I would have. Now there's no way in hell, I don't. I don't care if it's literally Robert Pattinson, like, <laughs> I don't think I would, um, watch too many, too many serial killer movies, you know,
1: but, um. A part I really hated in this chapter was also his interaction with, like, the security lady at the front desk, or not the yes, security lady. Yeah. Yes, Cope. Yes. So he has this scene with Mrs. Cope and he's like reading her thoughts and she's like basically getting like horny over him.
0: Yes, I hated that. She's like too young, too young. <laughs> I'm like Stephanie Meyer, this is not okay. It wasn't okay in 2008. <laughs> it's not okay in 2020. And I also don't
1: know why. He also this was the worst part. This was the worst part. She goes, "Of course, Edward, how can I help?" Too young, too hung. Too young, too young. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just
0: <laughs> but also too hung. Let's be real. We we all know. We all know. We all read Breaking Dawn. It's fine.
1: <laughs> he broke the bed. What a Freudian flip! Oh my God. Okay. I live for that. Too young. Too young. She chanted. She chanted to herself. Then he goes wrong. Of course, I was older than her grandfather. I hate that. I hate, It's like don't bring me into this love story again, Stephanie Meyer, just to constantly remind me that he's eight a really old man yes who, who, because, who wants to kill this girl and then falls in love with her like i i uh, at first i was almost like i don't know if i want to read this because this might mm-hmm. ruin like how i feel about the series because i just mm-hmm. don't want to hear he's a grandfather just like, yeah. take that out and then that, that happened like so quickly on page 19
0: <laughs> i'm pretty sure at this point in time he's supposed to be 108 that's insane to me and she is – even though she's quote-unquote older than him and she's, like, so weird about getting older than him, He, he's st- – I mean, like, he's older than everyone's grandfather at this point, I feel like.
1: Yeah, I just hated that that was even, like – it really, like, just gave me the creeps and shook me out of the story a little bit. So that was, like, well, my least favorite And part. the fact
0: that she's even thinking that. Like, I mean, I guess – okay, so, like, as a 28-year-old, when I find a male actor or something hot – I Google, okay, how old is this kid? Because if he's obviously, like, if he's younger than 22, I'm like, "Mm, no, I could (laughs) have, no, 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 no. So it's, like, this woman who's probably, what, in her 40s, maybe, maybe like older. It just, I don't like how often, like, as the the conversation
1: is going on,
0: that's her thoughts. She, like, goes back and
1: forth. They almost, like, get worse. Like, she's just constantly thinking, like, like, is he too young? Like, I don't know that, that whole, that, that whole the scene was, is yes, was creepy. The answer is yes, Ms. Copy. The answer is yes. That was really creepy. But I also liked that this was like very exact to the movie. Like I was just picturing mm-hmm. that like split second in the movie where he's like trying to get a, out of biology. Um, what did you think of that?
0: I liked this scene. I felt like it was... I mean, obviously, it was definitely more drawn out than even in the book Twilight because, you know, Bella, she just walks in and can hear him, like, yelling at Miss Cope, and she's like, what the hell? But what I didn't catch at first is – because I'm not going to lie, I sometimes have to reread pages because his thoughts are so hard to follow, and I don't know if it's the writing or how he's meant to, like – his mind is supposed to be fast – Um, I feel like I'm just gonna go with it's a it's a thought process thing,
1: but I and every other every other sentence is him just referring to himself as a monster.
0: But I did kind of
1: I liked to
0: it was I liked the fact that it showed us how the faculty and like teachers view the colon kids Mm -hmm. because she talks about how how like how is it possible that all of these teenagers are so well behaved, get all get four point constantly even like correcting their teachers with PhDs? That's true and um I did like that because it kinda just goes to show that like humans don't know why, but they do question the colons, but but not enough to question that they're not human. I think mm-hmm. I think they're just kind of like, oh, the colons are just so perfect, not the perfect colon kids. Like, she even says that.
1: Yes, yeah. That Um, was interesting. So after the biology scene, Edward is intent on leaving, so we know obviously from the movie that he's like gone for a few days. And then all like we hear in our heads is like, I hope (laughs) you guys are ready
0: for us to do that. Probably every episode.
1: Um, (laughs) So he's intent on leaving. And there's this little conversation in the car with like him and Alice, she says, you're leaving. And he says, am I, I snarled through my teeth, very like Edward emo energy um but my favorite favorite part of this whole interaction is that he's like frantically driving home and he's like pissed off and stuff is that she's she it's the first time that she um kind of like imagines uh like him killing bella or turn, mm-hmm. bella or something happens and he goes stop i groaned not able to hear more or to bear more him describing him as groaning i think is like <laughs> perfect it's like Chef's kiss, like <laughs> Edward energy, is he's constantly groaning, like he's constantly like, like stop, like, like he's stop, it. stop. I just I loved that. I don't know why. And then it's just like Edward Pat. I mean, I just called him Edward Pattinson. I'm gonna do that constantly, constantly yep. <laughs> Edward Robert Pattinson's face just being like, Oh, come on, like I think that's like very just perfect Edward energy, and then she's like, sorry. Like, cause she's having, he's like reading her little like fantasy thoughts. I liked that part a lot. And then she's like, "I'll miss you." That I was. Really
0: great. Can you imagine being like Emmett, Rosalie, and Jasper?
1: And they're just like they
0: They're they're con- they have to constantly be like, "What is going on?" Because they can't they can't read anything. Question though, wasn't Jasper supposed to have kind of a
1: power? Yes, I think it's referenced in like a, a few chapters, but. It- Yeah, he has that power to like change people. (laughs) The worst part about this is that it's only referenced in like New Moon, very, very quickly, where he he basically he he has the ability to like change people's energies and like make them feel a certain way. But it's like referenced very changing. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and it's just like very quickly referenced in The Never Again, and he's like, sorry, Bella. It was, like, his weird, like, (laughs) accent. That is also, like, not brought up in the first movie. I don't The continuity with Jasper is, like, we could talk about that forever, but...
0: Well, also, it doesn't even make sense unless it's Bella just wanting, like, thinking that it's working because Bella's supposed to not be affected by anyone. Oh, my God. I didn't even realize that. You're right. Because she's not even... It's not even, like, a special like edward can't read her thoughts thing like it's an every vampire with a power it does not affect her wait
1: that is you just blew the roof off this
0: i know i've always anytime i watch that scene in new moon or anytime she references like being affected by jasper i'm like so what is jasper the only person that affects you or is is it bella's feelings actually changing and she just assumes it's jasper That
1: is very strange. I've always, I've always wondered that. So the chapter ends and Edward basically is like just driving like a maniac. Mm -hmm. Of course. Away into the night and just like being really pissy. And so that's the first chapter. And you, Mm. and then now you are going to go listen frantically to the Stephanie Meyer playlist. Oh, yeah, of
0: course. And if you haven't listened to the Stephanie Meyer playlist that she made for Midnight Sun, (laughs) I highly suggest it because I really, I want to play a game where, like, I feel like every song is a chapter. Yes. And I I want to feel, like, which one is it? I haven't figured out quite yet which I think is, like, chapter one. I wish you would just tell us. I know. Did you notice, though, that um, there's like, a score from Edward Scissorhands in the playlist? No. It is. I can't, It's called, like, Ice Dance or something. Um, um, I was listening to it, and I was like, this is from Edward Scissorhands, and I went to, like, look at the playlist, and that's exactly what it was, so now I want to know what that's for. There's a lot of references to, like, snow, so I'm wanting to know why. Interesting. Maybe, you know what?
1: I bet... That was for the next chapter chapter two where he's in like oh, the he's in yeah. denali oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's a great segue into our next episode it is
0: and also don't forget to follow us on instagram it's at after midnight podcast thank you for listening <sighs>